Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. All right, everyone, just want to welcome you to the newest episode. I think we'll actually do Pastors Unplugged. Uh, since I've got uh, two of my friends here, Malachi O'Brien is on the East Coast and sitting in an airport. So you're okay. You're off the hook. Todd, you're in Tennessee and it, I think it's snowing there, right? It's As raining. well. So Todd Coconado, you can find Todd Coconado Remnant News or Todd Coconado Ministries and Malachi O'Brien. I don't know. Malachi, do you have a website to refer anyone to or you're just it's, all over it, the place? I'm you all over the place. travel more than it, anybody I know. Yeah. It's being rebuilt, but, okay. uh, and then obviously we have, and, and we also have from the, uh, the great state of California prophet, apostle, dynamic leader, Shane Adelman for the conversation. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. I, I, I stay away from terms because, you know, <laughs> terms get us in trouble, but I want to, before we get into something, I want to Malachi just share with where you're at. Now you're on, you're trying to beat the Guinness book world record yes. of, and I told my wife this, she still doesn't believe me. Running a marathon, which is 26 miles a day. Wow. On day 54? 55. 55. I text you every, wow. every morning kind mm-hmm. of to keep. You do. 55. I don't, you're I the can't only, do you're, one. You're the I only human one. being that's up that early. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't even do one me, marathon. And I'm, I'm ahead of you on time and you get up earlier than me. It's amazing, man. <laughs> but you guys go to bed later. So, um, that's the secret. So Malachi, anyway, just briefly, I mean, 55 days in a row, the record, I think stands at what? 66? 62. It just changed. 62. Okay. It was 60. And then there was a gentleman in India about two months ago, broke it. And I saw in my portal that it bumped up to. Uh, two days. And so I'm on, I just finished day 55. So um, a week from tomorrow, Lord willing, um, I will have, I'll be the unofficial um, Guinness world record holder for consecutive daily marathons. Today was significant in that I surpassed 1400 miles run in that amount of days. That's half the United States since we've been talking in the last month and a half. (laughs) Yes. Wow. And so we'll do a podcast maybe when that's over and then we can talk about the spiritual principles, biblical principles. It's, you know, it's all so important. I think the thing that makes me most jealous is you can eat 4,000 calories and you still lose 20 pounds a day. <laughs> Ex- I was yes. thinking that you, you must oh, be in the man. best health of your life right now, man. I mean, I can only imagine. Well, I, and I, I mean, yes, the answer is yes. I, I definitely feel like, but not just physically, but I would also say, you know, Shane and Todd, I definitely emotionally, spiritually, and I'll tell you, there's a whole level of just mental toughness and spiritual grit Mm -hmm. that has been formed through this and focus. So, um, I feel phenomenal, even though doing all this. So thank you for your prayers and support, but yeah, I'd love to share more because there's so many things that I feel like the Lord's teaching me. Let's let's do do that. And then Todd, you're in Tennessee. There's a way that we can support you too, right? Malachi, there's a way that people can support what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Go fund me. Yes, I have a GoFundMe link. We'll post that later, but I appreciate you guys' support, and uh, I'm excited that we're doing this conversation. So, Shane, thanks for bringing that up, um, and I would just say this to anyone who's listening now, and we'll talk later. We really are capable of doing so much more. You know, We can fast more. We can pray more. Um, we, 
we, we should never settle for less than we can do, be, create, or give. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And just so people know, too, I mean, me and Todd and Malachi, we're talking, what, 10 times a week, you know, just balancing ideas off each other. Iron sharpens iron, accountability. They've challenged me on some things, vice versa. Just a really good relationship from different perspectives, too, you know, yeah. of, of where we came from. And then, Todd, you're in Tennessee. You were in Southern California with me. Kind of a, uh, what would they consider, a, a personality on radio, KKLA, and and then moved to Tennessee. I, I was a little sad for a while, but I got over it. And uh, I was so now what are, you, what are you doing? What's your position at the uh, Religious Institute there? Yeah, with the Religious Liberty Coalition, I'm the president. I've taken over the organization, Dr. David Black and uh, his wife, yeah. Senator Diane Black, or she was Congressman Diane Black. She's retired. And so uh, they're they're both retired now. So I've kind of taken the reins of this organization, which basically we're just standing for religious liberty and freedom issues. Yeah. And uh, there's no shortage of uh, things to be doing right now when it comes to that in our country. You know, there was just mm-hmm. a, a bill that was passed today in the Senate that was just extremely egregious uh, with regard to marriage, you know. And so this is going to have a lot of far reaching implications for people in the church and in different positions and ministry, parachurch organizations. So, uh, you know, this is the type mm-hmm. of thing I'm a pastor and evangelist, but, you know, why do I mess with the religious liberty aspect? Because yeah. I think this is a big part of what we're going to have to do going forward in order to stand for the entirety of the word of God. You know, I mean, who would have ever thought in America that there'd be aspects of biblical Christianity that are, they're going to deem hate speech. The ADL is going to come after you. They may deplatform you. They may take you down from PayPal and it's, you know, it's a slippery slope from here. So it's, it's crazy. And, and having your, both of your friendship is huge to me because we, we need that. We need that accountability. We need the prayer support. Um, you know, there's so many aspects. Yeah. You both have encouraged me to fast, which was one of the biggest breakthroughs of this year. Uh, some of the things that the Lord did through that fast. And I came and tell you, it was a game changer, literally. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. and I always say you never come out of a fast without God doing something big. But I, yeah. I really, I was expecting, but I didn't know it was going to be as big as it. This was like earth shattering. And um, so anyway, I appreciate you both tremendously. Well, and a lot I think happens when you fast is you starve that fleshly appetite that wants to take you out, take you down. You're too lazy, too tired, don't want to seek God. You remove that from the equation like, Lord, I'm all yours. Speak to me. And he will. He, he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. Um, but it's funny. I just got an email today. It was forwarded to, me, forwarded to me from the office. It said, you know, Shannon, appreciate your ministry. We follow you from some state or something. But please go back to what you used to do and not be political. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, just the gospel, right? Well, the gospel, it affects every area of life right now. I mean, so don't say anything about the pole dancers dancing in front of six-year-olds and the transgender story hour here in Los Angeles County. Just, just don't say anything about that. Give me a break. I mean, if, if, yeah. if that's kind of why I believe we're in the situation we're in and Todd, it's funny. Maybe you guys can each give me one question or email me in the, in a little bit, but Mike Garcia is going to come on the podcast next week and tell me why uh, cool. he supported the respect marriage amendment uh, there. He's, he's a congressman. And so yeah. I've been dialoguing with them a little bit and kind of sharing my heart. I see where he's coming from, from a political standpoint, but. You know, so we're going to we're going to have that discussion next week and it's going to be kind of eye opening. But I think yeah. what I'm hearing from a lot of the, the Republican side is, well, we, we you know, we signed we got the amendment passed. We signed the amendment. But that only really supposedly protects churches from, not, you know, you don't have to do a gay a gay marriage, but it doesn't protect you against litigation. It doesn't protect employers necessarily or where I mean. The, the, if they just if they just want to they could sue you uh, into bankruptcy. You know, as well, you know, their attorneys and, and you, you don't have enough money to fight them. And so 
I don't know how the amendment is a win-win, but I don't know if you guys know anything about that. It's kind of just hit the news today, actually. Yeah. Well, you want to go, Malachi? You want me? Yeah. Let me just uh, say this: that that it that um it, it was it was just enough to make people feel okay, right? But the reality is, it doesn't protect Christian businessmen, entrepreneurs. You know, the actual church it protects the org church as an organization. Right. But it doesn't protect the church. And so um, you'll see, I mean, you'll either see people stand or you'll see people just cave, cave in. I mean, it literally could cost people their, their, their life, their life savings, their, their businesses, everything for yeah. taking a stand. Because I promise you the lawsuits will come. The deplatforming will come. It will be tested. And, um, this is one of those defining moments that people look back on and go, um, we made a mistake. And so I, I just think it's too vague. The, the, yeah. the protections are too vague. And there, I have other issues, but the protections are just way too vague. And Todd, I'll let you go in just a minute too. But it just dawned on me as I was preaching that message a week and a half ago on what does God's word say about marriage and sexuality? Like technically I'm breaking the law. Mm. You know, if yeah. you think about what, uh, that's what hate speech is. You know, hey, you know, the, the Supreme Court, the law of the land says this is fine. Who are you? So although the church might be protected, you don't have to do a same-sex marriage. What about the speech that comes out of my mouth? How's that protected? Mm -hmm. You know, Todd, you might be able to speak into that. No, I mean, I think one of the challenges, a lot of these bills, they're tabled for quite a while. They're very thick yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot. And most people, I mean, I know a lot of Congress people. I know even a few senators and I've talked to some governors. You know, the, the, the truth is they don't know the full bill. I mean, they, you know, they've been briefed right. on it. They have some of their staff read through it. You know, some of their legal analysts sometimes, but you know, there's a lot of times where they don't know every aspect of the bill. And, and a lot of times the way the Congress works is they wait for a time period where they think it's palatable. You know, like we're in a lame dust, lame duck session right now. And this is like a perfect time. You know, the election's over. Most people are kind of backing off of politics right now. You know, they're thinking about the holidays. And so this is a perfect time for them to ram this through right before the new Congress gets in. Now, here's the thing about that. The Patriot Act. When was that passed? Like years ago during like 9-11. After 9-11, right? right after 9-11. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you think about it, what happened with the January 6th incident where there's now people that are, they don't even have due process. They're still in jail. A lot of these people that, you know, have been uh, arrested, uh, you know, due to that, that's because of the Patriot Act. So look how many years it took for that to catch up to where it had a real big impact on our culture. And so to Malachi's point, we don't even know they're going to test the waters. You know, let's say there's a big event, you know, a year or two from now where something happens and it causes uh, this to be really spotlighted in the news cycle. And then they could really press in. Well, with this pastor, he's on the forefront of talking against gay. You know, he's a hate monger, you know, and so that's kind of how they do it is they wait until the perfect opportunity. It's kind of like Rahm Emanuel says, like, never let a good crisis go to waste, you know? Yeah. Malachi, you want to chime in? I got a you few know, thoughts. You know, and I'll just give you guys that, you know, there was a famous writer of 100 years ago named Napoleon Hill. And he wrote the yeah. book, Think and Grow Rich, which is one of his most oh, famous yeah. books. But he wrote a book that actually stayed unpublished for about 100 years. And it was called Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting the yeah. Devil. And they, they didn't publish it in the 30s. And then when he died, his wife got the manuscript. She didn't publish it. So finally, the foundation published it. And in this book, it's a parable, but he, it's basically Napoleon Hill asked the devil what his number one strategy would be to people. And he says, number one strategy would be to get them to drift. Mm. Oh, that yeah. would be the strategy. And that yeah. was this is what a guy thought in the 1930s. And so it yeah. feels like that's something we would think today. And I still think... 
Because drifting, you don't notice it until it's too late. Too late. Absolutely. Too late. And I, my op, here's where I got really frustrated. And I think why it was pushed in quickly is you remember what Clarence Thomas said, what, a couple months ago? You know, now I think we need to revisit the case that legalized gay marriage. And that's, you know, the left went crazy. And so, you know, the tried, and why would they add interracial marriage into this? That has nothing to do with it whatsoever. So Clarence Thomas, some senators, some congressmen could have said, hey, you know, this isn't right, you know, according to God's word, and we need to stand up for this and, and kind of pressure the Supreme Court to revisit it. I think that would have been, it's not like you had the majority of the justices against it. I mean, there was some momentum going there. And I think Clarence Thomas was kind of, hey, opening the door a little bit. Like, hey, we need to, what was that called? The, the uh, I don't remember the name of it, Mogenfeld or something that, that uh, where the Supreme Court ruled in favor of it. It was, a, it was Oberfell, I think. Oberfell, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's it in a nutshell. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that one. Um, I did want to jump into, uh, did you see in the news? Let me see if I can put this up here real quick. Uh, Elon Musk, Twitter has interfered with the elections. Yeah, I saw that. Twitter has interfered in the elections. Anyone surprised there? No, no. I mean, wow. uh, you know, when, when they had, I think it was on Joe Rogan when, um, you know, uh, you had um, Mark Zuckerberg on there. I mean, he admitted that even elements of our intel community had reached out and said, hey, you know, you got to curtail this kind of speech. And and so he, he basically let the cat out of the bag. We already knew the tech companies were involved with algorithms, things like that. And so that's absolutely no surprise to me. Um I, you know, we've all been, but we were conspiracy theorists when we said it, right? But, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, yeah. I'm running out of conspiracies, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I heard a good friend of mine, Ryan Helfenbein, he, he's the executive director of the Freedom Center, just say this yesterday, Shane, to a mutual friend of ours, Ronnie Floyd. And he was explaining, like, considering, like, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and these guys that you wouldn't necessarily say are, like, super conservatives, right. but the new battleground is not conservative versus liberal. It's regime versus anti-regime. Yeah. And it's really why these guys are rising up because they're anti-regime. And that's yeah. what we're starting to see uh, in culture right now. And that's why you can get these, these people that you never would have thought, but they have enough insight to see what's really going on. And they also have enough to know some of this is evil Yep. And so they just haven't connected all the dots to the source of the evil, but yeah. they know that we have to stand against the regime. And so this seems yeah. like a like a scene out of Star Wars or something. Yep. But you know, like, but the reality and is that's he, well, what we Elon, are right now. Like Elon, you know, Joe Rogan, and like you said, even though they're not, you know, to the right probably, but they see. Wait a minute, wokeness, right. uh, gaslighting. Um, I could get canceled. The cancel culture. They can see how. Uh, capitalism. They can see how what they, you know, what they enjoy could be crumbling from, from ar around them and the, the whole building is coming down. So I think that's what they notice too is, you know, they'll be on the hit list. Look at Elon Musk. Now Apple wants to pull out. I don't know if Apple will remove the Twitter app. I mean, that would be a little, I mean, that might push Elon into buying, getting his own phone company started. Yeah. You know, he should. I, I think it's going to cause yeah. a huge backlash. I mean, the whole conservative world, 80 million people plus that have probably voted for Donald Trump. Uh, those people probably mm -hmm. going to get out of Apple phones. I know I would, you know, I mean, if you're oh, going to, sure. yeah. it's, it's, you remember the days of like new, Gingrich when he was like Speaker of the House. I mean, you used to be able to go across the aisle 
and have a conversation and debate. And then it was whoever had the best ideas would win. The cancel culture and everything that you're talking about, Shane, this is what they're, they're trying to stifle the other side's freedom of speech and our ability to even have the conversation. And that's where I think it goes into a very dangerous territory. It's very similar to what happens in communist China. And I think that's why a lot of these people that are, that are uh, typical liberals, like old school liberals, you know, they, they're sounding the alarm too because they're like, wait a minute, this could come after me. You know, a prime example, I used to be, you know, work at Levi's a long time ago. And the president of the company was extremely liberal. She was a, a like a rock star in the liberal world. I mean, you know, and so, and I was in marketing there. I was bivocational at the time. And, uh, you know, she, I remember, I mean, they, they even went so far. I had to leave the company eventually because it was so liberal. Well, what she yeah. did, this is the craziest thing about it is during COVID, uh, her kid was being forced to wear a mask and certain things were happening. She spoke out just on that one issue. And that same cancel culture started coming after her. And all of a sudden she realized like, wait a minute, what is going on? I think it's a real eye-opening experience for yeah. her. And I think this is what some other people are seeing is like, you say the wrong thing or you don't get lockstep with every single new thing, whatever it is, then you could be turned on by the mob, you know? Absolutely. Well, and it's actually, it's actually a shame that the Lord has had to go outside the church yeah. and find, <laughs> find yes. guys like Elon Kanye. Trump, Kanye, Kanye and others. Yeah. Although we got questions about that right now. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. But the reality is because there have been, and Shane, you've written on this extensively because there have been, um, you know, because the pulpits are silent, the Lord is yeah. going to say, okay, I will raise up Cyrus's. Um, when my, like, again, I go back to the book of Jeremiah um, I, I shared this one time with Charlie Kirk, but you know, in the book of Jeremiah, he says from the prophet to the priest, and this is, you know, they're he says, corrupt. you've, you've healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, yeah. slightly. You say peace, peace when there is no peace. And that's, yeah. we have slightly churches, slightly pastors, slightly ministers to say, oh, everything's okay. And it does a little good, but it's actually mm. great harm. And that's where we're at in America today. I might have to borrow that verse for an upcoming sermon. <laughs> yeah, that's good, I like man. that one. I like that yeah. one. I've borrowed many of yours, so be my guest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think well, we all borrow each other. I was just thinking other. about that, you know, because like Shane, your articles and things like that, the ones that go viral, and I know Malachi, yeah. you pull out stuff out too. And it's like, this is the encouraging thing though, is there is this alternative media that's rising up. And I think there's a lot of people that are now getting their content from shows like this podcast versus yeah. the mainstream corporate media and a lot of the former legacy media. So that's the positive side is those that are speaking out, those that are standing up, praise God, there's an audience. People are yeah. hungry for this truth. I mean, we've seen it around the country where I've never seen so many people want to get baptized and delivered yes. and healed. And wow, like this is encouraging. So I think, it, you know, there's always an opposite reaction while they're trying to stifle, you know, while there are many silent pastors and churches, there's a, there's a group of, I call them the remnant, but the people that are standing up and speaking out and pushing back. Mm -hmm. And I believe the Lord has expanded the territory of those that are willing to do that. You know, Todd, that's a great point because I want to make sure we let people know there is a lot to be encouraged about. I mean, it's not like, I mean, look, have you seen the drone footage from China? No. Unbelievable. No. Uh, and, and China was our model, right? To the left last year. You know, China's our model. Look at this totalitarian <laughs> state. And I mean, it's just, it is the, the concentration camps for COVID victims and the drones shoot in. The, these aren't doctored fake news. This is, I mean, it's, you're seeing it everywhere from the citizens. 
And so what I see is a clear line of demarcation in the sand. I don't know if something is going on in China or is it just fear driven, but you're seeing kingdoms colliding at even greater rate. So the line of demarcation is being drawn even thicker. If, if, if I can put it that way. And it's, it's becoming crystal clear. We want to kill children at nine months. We think it's okay to have a transgender pole dance in a bikini to seven year olds. I mean, this is vomit material and. People are okay with it. But you mentioned Trump or you mentioned, you know, just right to life and, and pro, you know, and pro life. And, and you are, it's just truly woe be to those who call evil good and good evil. I mean, that and, is and, the days we're living in. And, and just think about this again. I don't want to, I don't want to take our time on, on Trump. That's probably an, another conversation for another day. Right. But guys, did you ever think there'd be a day that, that at, at a March for Life that, that a president would show up in person? Right. No, I mean no. we got to go back and go. Wow, um, and so and, and and I and again, but you know, the answer lies in the church in the pulpits. Yes. It yes. does in the in the prayer closet. Yes. Amen. Amen. Do you guys have any th- thoughts that are on your heart for you know what's kind of where we're at today as a as a nation? Um, what you're seeing, what you're sensing. I'm I'm kind of sensing what Todd was saying. Lots of darkness, and you could get pretty, you know, depressed over everything news. But there's a lot of you know, with the Supreme Court justices, look at the, you know, what, what they have recently done. And, and there is a lot more talk of revival and prayer and fasting, at least what I'm hearing from people, you know, wanting to fast. And one of our number one downloads right now is the fasting book at our website. And, um, you know, just this hunger for more of God, church events, morning worship. I'm going to an event where they actually have morning worship at 6 a.m. before every morning. And I'm going to preach there and, and just this hunger and cheap people from all over. There's, there's God's doing something and, and just the lives that are being changed. And like you said, yeah. you know, Elon Musk isn't our hope and we don't, who knows? He could turn any day now yeah. or, or Kane or who, but it, it is nice when God says, Hey, I'm going to help you out a little bit with the Cyrus. Like you said, Malachi, it doesn't have to be a Christian. You know, that'd be great. But just people to helping us take a stand because look at the mega church pastors. I won't name names, even though I really want to, who, I mean, they didn't say anything about right. Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh, they yep. don't say anything about the perversion, the, 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 the drag queen story hours, the, uh, marriage amendment. No, well, no, you know, Shane, I, I, I don't know when this will air. I mean, obviously, people are watching Soon. it now when they're watching yeah. it. But right before us, we have an, we have a a, um, a a battle to be won in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Right. There are pastors, mega church guys. Um, nope. Uh, we won't name any names of anybody in in in, in Atlanta area. Anyway, but the reality is, yeah. Georgia right now needs prayer. Yeah. And um, Georgia needs we need to encourage pastors in Georgia and pray for Georgia and pray that Herschel Walker wins yeah. against uh, Warnock. And so, um, again, it still goes back to a lot. I mean, I know our hope's not in, 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 in politics, but we have to be involved. The reality is there's still enough Christians if they voted. We, we could try and, and we turn, turn the tide. And let me give you a, a word of encouragement, though, and then I'll turn it over here because I know we're wrapping up here soon. There is, there is hope. And one of the most hopeful things is the rise of the Hispanic vote. Right. Um, we're seeing more and more and more um, Hispanic votes conservatively, pro-family. And, and so, trust me, 
God is on the move. The lion of the tribe of Judah um, is moving. And we always got to remember, has it ever occurred to us that nothing has ever occurred to God? Has it ever occurred to us that nothing's ever occurred to God? And so he's at work. We got to stay. We got to stay convictionally positive. Positive doesn't mean we ignore the negative, but if we say, hey, this is, this. sorry about the, the that's, okay. you know, that's not, that's not the Holy Spirit. Um, we're live. Yes, we're live we're, in yes. these different settings. That's right. But here, here, here is what I would say, guys, we, we, we have an opportunity to, to, when someone stands courageously, it puts, it puts steel in the spines of others. Yes. And so we got to do it boldly, kindly, um, but we have to do it. And so I am not hopeless. I'm not full of fear. I am, I'm not fearful. I'm, I'm super optimistic about what God's going to do in the days ahead. I believe revival's coming. I do. Yes. Yep. I just believe it is. Yes. And that's I why agree. I want to put this out is to offer hope because we talk about the darkness, but we also have to take mm-hmm. hope in the light too. Todd, that's where right. do you see, do you see there's any hope for a two, uh, uh, honest election in 2024? I mean, for I mean, are they election, still using the Dominion machines? Maricopa County was a disaster. I don't know if you've was. been following. I mean, come on, twenty percent of it, all know, the voting it, machines. Let, 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 let me give you this though. I mean, and, and, I mean, let's just let me just hypothetically say maybe a percentage of the votes could go re-referred back to the machines. But the reality is, until you fix the mail-in voting system, right? Yeah. That's the major issue. That's yeah. the issue. Yep. You've you've got to get that thing locked down. So I mean, we we've seen it in California for years with the ballot harvesting, and that's basically mm-hmm. what it is. It's ballot harvesting yep. 2.0. They're bringing it into states where it wasn't even legal to ballot harvest. They're doing it through the mail-in voting. But here here's what the Lord said to me the other day, which was shocking, but yet not. He said, you know, here's the thing: like when Jesus came in the flesh and he had his ministry, you know, people thought that he was going to come and overrule Rome. He thought they right. thought he was going to come and take down Rome. And what did he do? He instead changed for all time. I mean, think about it. It's so much bigger than what we could have thought, right? People were just thinking like about their current oppression and their current situation. But he made it where a holy God could be connected to a a sinful man again. And so what's happening right now, I believe, is God is concerned about souls. It's an end time harvest, and he's giving us more time. And so if the church is about his business, and we walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and, you know, he says, occupy until he comes. And whatever happens in the news cycle, it's going to happen, whatever it is. But we are about the business of the Lord, and that is going to be what changes this culture. I'm going to be involved in politics. I'm going to be involved in everything. But ultimately, it's about souls. And I think if we do that, we stay in that focus, we're going to see a great victory. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Malachi, any closing thoughts? Because I want to have you eat those. Are you going to eat 4,000 calories right now or just break it up I'm, in 2,000? I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to eat something huge. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can promise you that. Because you, you know, can Shane, break it up, right? You can jog like oh, yeah. 12 miles as long as it's all recorded, documented, take a quick break, bathroom, well, and then go and finish. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I've stayed consistent. So I don't like do 12 in the morning, 12 at night, but I might do 12 and then take a break, eat, restroom stop, go back out. Although today was five hours, less than five hours straight. You know, <laughs> um, my encouraging word is, and again, this isn't just because you're, you are, you're our host, Shane. Um, I wish there were a thousand more Shane Adelmans across the country that were willing to lose a few, not that they want it, not that they want it, not that you're trying, but yeah. they're willing to lose it all, uh, to be faithful to what they know to be true. Like, and again, this is why I love that, you know, Eric Metaxas' latest book, Letter to the American Church. You know, we got to realize we got to learn the lessons from what happened in Nazi Germany in the, in the thirties yes. and forties and how the church just yeah. stayed out of what they, you know, and they stayed silent. 
and but there was a Bonhoeffer. And so we need Bonhoeffers yeah. this generation like you, Shane, like you, Todd, like those watching right now yeah. who in their own way, they find ways to take a stand. Having done all, we stand. And so, yeah. Shane, I just want to thank you for what you do. I know it comes at a cost. I know you could take – Shane, you don't have to get up early. I mean, it would be easy if you had to get up early and pray, just, right, you know, right. prepare nice little cute sermons that I love tell that. Easy, everybody. Nice easy. Yeah, how awesome people are and how, you know, five ways to be beautiful and three ways to, you know, just balance your checkbook, you know. Um, but rather, you know, you've decided to be a, a prophetic voice in this hour and we need more of them. And, and to, be a, to be a voice to, to, to all issues, even when it's unpopular. Uh, and so I appreciate yeah. that about you. And I hope those that are watching, the Holy Spirit even minister them right now. And they would yeah. say, you know what, the next generation is worth it. We have to yeah. stand. This nation's worth it. Um, and, and that's what we got to do. Well, it's funny you said that. I'll leave with this. I just emailed a friend. He's like, hey, you know, when I posted the marriage, the respect for marriage God's way, my Twitter dropped another thousand. And I yeah. said, you know what? I, I, I don't care if I have zero followers if God's following me. We should make that yeah. into a tweet. If you think, Shane, I mean, Shane, right. Shane's Twitter's going on a fast. It's going, it's exactly. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I so appreciate you guys. And again, uh, Todd Coconado Ministries, Remnant News, Thank right? Remnantnews.com, I believe. It's uh, just remnant.news, super easy. Remnant.news. Okay, remnant.news. And then Malachi O'Brien, just find you on social plat media platforms. You, you guys travel more than anybody I know that's our <laughs> age. So anyway, keep up the great work. We'll do it again sometime. Let me Thanks, see if I can break out of here. Yeah, thank you too, guys. additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.